Absolute Geek Podcast. It's Thursday night in Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. Kyle. And another week here. Another episode. The, ob- the episode that almost didn't happen. Yeah, because I was busy uh, looking at getting solar installed in my house. And I wanted to drink. While Kyle was fighting the Battle of the Bottle. Yes. The Battle of the Bottle 2017. I went to Costco on Sunday, and I bought a 1.75 and a whole bunch of Red Bull. And... Oh, yeah, I couldn't tell. Calling me an asshole because like we could have recorded on Saturday. Oh fuck you! But we can't because I got e. forgot about that. I don't give a shit about that. But I do. So does everybody. <laughs> it's a fun show, man. Uh, Justin actually said something to me about um, the other day about asking if you would be interested in doing a D and D type thing. But so like the answer is yes. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. And we'll record it. Yeah. He what? was like, ask Kyle, Jose, and Kellen. I was like, Who? well, Jose doesn't really talk to us. Kyle, I'll ask Kyle. Because, you know, just like everything else, Kellen started the D&D episode and then quit midway well, he through. he doesn't play it either? No, he quit. quit. Did he, when did he quit? Uh, he was on it for like three hours. Yeah. I, I, I'll give some credit to Kellen. Uh-oh. At least assistant. At quitting? At quitting. Yeah. Everything he starts... He quits. He quits. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. So, I mean, I have to get, I, at least he doesn't throw any wrenches into it. Yeah. At least if you know you do something with Kellen, well, it won't be long. His reason for quitting was he was seeing that girl and then he working two jobs. He's delivering pizza at the shoe store. So it's just like he so was like annoying. But now he's not seeing that girl, but he still does work Saturday. It's, I mean, he has a good reason for it, I guess, but he still did quit. I call it an excuse. You might call it a reason. <laughs> Teach his own. I'm just, I didn't know. I'll have to admit, though, the D&D, it has a very positive, from everybody, it's positive. Like, everybody, I can, yeah. it's a very enjoyed show. Other than Ronald, who who doesn't talk on our group chat anymore. He's gone. I don't know what happened to his Facebook. He's still there, but I don't know if he, like, deactivated his Facebook or I th- what. But I think he did. He, he called the voicemail and left a message that said, this is Ron calling to complain about a show I get for free again. But the D&D episode, the music, the background music, you need to turn it down because I can't hear people. Well, Ron, the the reason you can't hear people is because two idiots can't seem to figure out how to talk into a mic when they're doing something. Who's that? um, Eric and Brent. Because Eric actually talks? (laughs) Barely. Barely. Um, We have a certain number of mics and we have too many players and... You have five mics. So... And you have six players? Two people. Have. So, well, we have... So you sit in your chair. We have me and then Justin, who's the DM, sits in your spot. Lucky guy, because he got a good seat. Yeah, right? And then we have Cole, mm-hmm. who is three, Kristen's four, Kyle five, Kristen. Um, Eric's six, and Brent makes seven. So we have seven people. You have seven people crammed in this little ass room? Well, we're going to for the first time this weekend, but um, normally it's just six because someone can't make it for whatever reason. Um, I'm going to have to buy a new mic, but the reason you can't hear it is because two people have to share it. I sent you a 12% off you, you, you sure did. <laughs> 12% off a Guitar Center, and I'm going to use all 12% of it. Hey, that's tax. That's tax plus 3%. Yeah, so I'm going to buy a new mic, so hopefully... That situation will be resolved sooner than later, but two people can't figure out how to share correctly. Because you're a inc- uh, wealthy person right now? Yep. And I got a bonus from work, so. Oh, fucking baller. 
I just got my income tax today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Got mine two weeks ago. So I quit my job at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I'll be back in like next week. Yep. After it runs out. <laughs> yeah. You put the old the old Kyle got upset left and you'll be back in a couple of days. So yep. Once my income tax runs out. I got my income tax motherfuckers. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck this place. All right, Kyle. See you in a couple of days. Yeah. No, I'm taking next week off. Oh, yeah? Where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere? Staycation? I just had, I had to burn my last few vacation days, mm-hmm. or I lost them, and my, this is my rollover, Oh. so I just burn, I'm just burning them, I'm just taking a long weekend. Your staycation? Uh, Green Day is the first, and then I'm taking the rest of the time, I'm taking, nice. oh, yeah. You buy tickets to Green Day? Yeah, mm-hmm. like fucking like six or seven months oh, that's ago. that's right, that's right. So. Metallica tickets were too expensive. $200, fuck you Metallica. All right. I seen Metallica. I'm cool. I've already seen them before. Yeah, I seen them with Suicide Tendencies in like 1994. They're gonna play all stuff off Saint Anger, anyways, of their shitty album. I don't know. I just want to hear them play Fuel live. Fuel. I love that song. It's like probably one of my favorite Metallica songs. So, uh, what I want to touch on today before we get into hey, not me, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, my hand was wandering. <laughs> before we get into talking about Walking Dead and. And all that. What, I forgot that was on. What is the situation with our local convention scene, man? We I kind of talked about this last night. I think we're when it rains. But you brought up an interesting, interesting. It was like we're Phoenix Comic. The the quality of the, the media guests, the TVs, but the is lacking hard. And you could tell they're gonna. <laughs> You could tell whoever is in charge of uh, guests, whoever in, in charge, you could tell they're driven in one direction now. Yeah. It, they're not, they're not, I don't think they're looking at the big picture of everybody. I think they're looking at the, almost like they're getting. Dollar the, signs? I'm thinking more like they're getting the guests that they, instead of thinking like, you know, let's look at a wide variety of stars that I think are cool. I would like, and I think we need to talk a little bit to a little bit bigger or con organizer than just the dollar value of or you know bringing these big time celebrities does for revenue it makes it explode into just like a comic book artist well yeah because it opens up like we talked about before i mean having act that opens up to a whole new people yeah you know like like dan like his wife would never go to a con but once ralph macchio that was her genre, you know, she yeah. had a crush on ralph macchio you know in the 80s now he's but, a salty dick right and and you know and johnny was there too you know yeah like, oh that that would that the was real the, hero of that movie right <laughs> the real the real the guy who just was trying to defend yeah. himself the whole time yeah because daniel is a giant bully he's a <laughs> always picking a fight with everyone but so she went so that's you know what i mean that's someone that normally doesn't go she's getting to go the problem there that i think our local con scene I really just don't think they give a shit. No, I, I, I'm almost 100% on board because with that. Because, like, like, Boston, and I'm going to revert back to a bad one, it's their lineup <clears throat> already that they was probably the last three Phoenix Comic Cons, and they only have guests right now. Like, I sent it to you. Like, uh, yeah, I saw that. Like, they have Jason, Adam, Finch, uh, Tom. You know what I mean? Already right there. I mean, that that's better than half of our lineups that we've had. What we need is us as a con community, we need to take lessons from like Boston Con and that 
dude. That Dallas Expo, it's it's a Dallas. They're fucking, dude. I have been. I know I've talked about this on the show. Maybe I didn't actually call it a name, but I've been talking about this con for like a month now. I remember you saying that you were going to send books away to a convention to get some because they weren't. Those people don't come here, and you were telling me that Stan Lee's signature is like one hundred and thirty-five bucks because you have to pay someone to stand in line for it, mm. and like that. That line just amazing dude that lineup like, almost rivals san diego i would well you know what i would like to do i would like to go onto their site and try to get media passes and fucking fly there i i would love to like i would i would go i would like to go there and WonderCon. yeah yeah because i know even, of, even over san diego right now because right now their lineup is fucking phenomenal yes and i would love to go some i mean even their even their star lineup i mean, have tim they're Mark Hamill's here. Fucking, it's it's insane. Yeah, um, the walk, their Walking Dead cast is good, is awesome. Ezekiel's gonna Jeffrey be there. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's gonna, Dean be Morgan. gonna be there. Norman fuck. I mean, it's it's insane. Like, that's what we, a local sound like this. Yeah, that's need. I, that, that's what we. Want. It's 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 like the con week. You know, we don't deserve. I, I revert back to the comments that were made when we were going, that um, Rob Liefeld drama with Mike Wheeler and everything like that, that the Phoenix market is oversaturated. But what I'm seeing in Dallas and Boston, I disagree. I think it's... Yeah. And it's it's the poor booking, and then I revert to the fact that it's us as drones that'll continuously shell out money to go see the same people year after year after year. Well, I, I read that somewhere that that's what somebody... Is is the problem here that it's too expensive, or they're just relying on it's a con? We know people are going to come. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what we have. Like, like Phoenix, like for a while, for a small period of time, Phoenix, you couldn't, you couldn't bring enough because there were so many people there. To you were running around like a chicken with your head cut off. There was there was mm-hmm. a few years there that like they like. I think the last year that was awesome, awesome was the year that... Yeah. Two, three years ago? Three, yeah. Four years ago? Three or four years ago. I think that week, like, the next year it wasn't as good. The next year it was... The the, the, the guests were a little bit less. I think I think that was, like, their peak. And I, I don't know if it's... I still believe it's... Well, yeah, but <laughs> they've raised... They're dumping all their money, it seems like, into stars. Like, the only... Like, Kevin Conroy's going to be there. Like, the my Batman, uh-huh. but you know, I've already seen him. I got his autograph, you know, and, um, you, have Jason, David Frank, the green Ranger. That's like my childhood idol. I mean, that's the only person I'm excited for right now. Dan actually asked me the other day, he was like, what days are you going to, to Comic-Con so we can schedule? And I was like, to be honest, I don't know because there's only one person. Dan I is trying to days, <laughs> months. And yeah, I was like, I'll probably be there all four days, but I know, because right now there's not a whole lot. Um, I love Phoenix Comic Con going. I love going to Phoenix Comic Con every Talk year. Talk about trying to lock you in, man! That guy fucking. I think that guy's in love with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I mean, that guy I have, does not want to miss one second. Well, it's us of, collectively, not just me. He wants to spread those butt cheeks. <laughs> I don't and think he wants so. to climb inside <laughs> and stay warm inside you like a bun. I don't think so. But. I don't know if he's going to get cell phone signal in there. Ooh, maybe. Might have to do a fan meetup at Phoenix Comic Con, too. If we can get enough people to come out. Lance should come out from Dallas. Jeez. Or from Houston, I mean. Lance. 
Um, That's crazy. Eric, if he still listens to the show, he needs to come from Indianapolis. But okay, this is the this is the Fan Expo Dallas. This is the celebrity guest lineup: Mark Hamill, Stan Lee, Tim Curry, Norman Reedus, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the guy who plays Ezekiel, um, some guy from the who cares about the guy from Vampire Diaries? Who cares about the guy from? Gilmore Girls, who cares about the guy with Vampire Diaries, John Barrowman, which he was here a few years ago. Uh, oh, dude! For, oh, the dude on Star Trek. Oh, hell yeah! Yes, because that really narrows it down. <laughs> the dude from Oz Star Trek. <laughs> hell yeah! Narrows it down. Uh, chick from Doctor Who. What chick from Doctor Who? That doesn't narrow it Alex down. Alex Kingston. Okay. Uh, Karen Gillian. Guardians of the Galaxy, all right. Steve the Pirate's going to be there. Steve the Pirate. He's coming here, too. Yeah. Adam West. He's also in Powerless. He's also Bruce Wayne's cousin yes. in Powerless. Burt Ward. Oh, uh, yep. Fucking Tom Wilson from Back to the Future. Although we had Burt That's Ward Biff. and Adam West like two or three years ago. Um, the dude who plays uh, the guy from Harry Potter. He's a... Uh, Alan Rickman's corpse? No, the guy oh. with the long blonde hair. Oh. Dude's dad. Yeah, okay. I know who you're talking about. Robin Lord Taylor's going to be there. Ooh, the penguin. Uh, the chick from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the the smart uh, English chick. Okay. Oh, fuck. Kyle's really narrowing it down right now. I'm really good at this. <laughs> I think you find yourself a new career, Kyle. Right. Um, Arrow's sister. Thea. Elijah Dishku. Oh, God, she's so hot. Um, Jason Masters from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charisma Carpenter from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Katie Sackhoff, isn't that the chick from, she's from, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar or Battlestar? Battlestar, but wasn't she the one on Big Bang where they were stuck on the train and they were all trying to hit on her? And then Leonard finally got up the courage to... I don't remember. I don't know if I've seen that episode. I'm not a diehard Big Bang enthusiast like you are. Meatloaf's gonna be there, dude. Fucking Meatloaf. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going just for Meatloaf. Bad out of hell. Most of the cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show is gonna be there. Yep. Um, Jason David Frank. Yep. He's Green my Ranger. Ranger. Yep. That's who's coming here. They don't want to yep. see. All right. Let's, and then, and then that. Let's hit the comic guests. So. Okay, comic guests. Stanley. Boom. Jim Lee. Yes. Scott Snyder. Yep. Tom King. Yes, sir. Greg Capullo. Yes, sir. Um, let's see. Adam Kubert. Yes, sir. Oh, dude, I want his autograph so bad. Jay Lee's going to be there. Uh, Christopher Golden's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Nan Cheng's going to be there. Terry Moore's going to be there. Yeah. Mike Zeck's going to be there. Cool. Arthur Adams is going to be there. Okay. John Boy Myers is going to be there. Okay. Are they, shit, are the Adam fucking Titans? Are, are Adams going to be there? Or Adam, Arthur Adams could have got there. him to sign my fucking Walking Dead variants. The, the Gail Simon's going to be there. She does background. No, wait, was he the one that did them or was it Adam Hughes that did those? Adam Hughes. He's the one that did the the um, Whisper Award. No, the sixth cover. It's Arthur Adams. No, that's why. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jay Lee is going to be there, but she's always everywhere. We should hit up Lance from Houston and see 
how far he lives from Dallas and see if we can crash. He's like on an his hour couch. and a half. See if we can crash on his couch. I've already talked to him. He's like an hour and a half. <laughs> you already planted it, huh? You already got it fucking But I would like I would really like um internet celebrity. Oh wow. <gasps> Jessica Nirjiri's Nier- gonna be Negri. there. She's gonna be there. <laughs> Butcher that name. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Ooh, I would pay for her autograph. Um, Fucking, what's her name, too? One of the really. Meg Turney's gonna be there, too. The dude who <coughs> does uh, the voice from Billy West is gonna be there. That con, dude, that con is the one. Kevin Conroy, be. Mark Hamill, you know, because now you have the. You have the Batman and Joker. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna. T- we're, I'm gonna apply for press and see if we can Let's and see do what it. happens. Fucking, we've slept in shitty Motel Sixes before. We can do it again, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, it would be so worth it. it oh my god! It yeah. Would be so when is this again? Uh, end of March. March thirty. It's at the same time as WonderCon. Yeah. It's the same exact time as WonderCon. Yeah. I'd fucking be. Well, I guess we know who's not going to be at WonderCon, don't we? These two guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just that, but also half that lineup. Not No Scott Snyder, no Greg Capullo. Oh, yeah. They're all not going to no be there. No Stan Lee, no... Yeah, damn. No Tom King, like the biggest name in the comics right now. And then at uh, Boston Con... The only, the only thing that would make that lineup better if Tinian was there. Oh, my God. That'd be... So- I have his autograph on a few things. Yeah. I met him at uh, San Diego. Did you? Mm-hmm. Not last year, but the year before. Uh, I think I didn't. So. Well, because you were, in, he was writing Nightwing at that time, right? Or Grayson. Tinian? Yeah. No, he's writing <clears throat> Batman and Robin Eternal. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And and he was writing Batman Eternal, and that's mm-hmm. what I had him sign was my Batman Eternal stuff. Actually, I think I have his signature from Batman Eternal number one. I think. Uh. I sent it to you. But I mean, this, it's just people, other states and other cities are really starting to step up and they're, they're really putting a lot of effort into these, into these cons. And and I think that's where we're lacking now is. And I'm not trying to knock Phoenix Comic Con in any way. Like I love Phoenix Comic Con. They've been nothing but gracious to us, nice to us. I love going there every year, but I just the just the quality of guests, man. It's for comic book side. They have a different focus now. They do, and you can tell because how many times do we need? We don't need Brian Polito every year. And I understand they're trying to save money, so they're like, "Oh, we'll get local guys, and that saves us money because then we don't have to pay for airfare, we don't have to pay for room, yeah. nothing." And <clears throat> I don't need to see Brian Polito every year at Fan Fest and Comic Con. I don't need to see Don LaRosa. Why is Don... Every time I see Don LaRosa, he's just sitting there. Right. And I was sitting at a table next to Cena Grace for almost the entire fan fest two years ago. And I don't think I ever saw one person walk up to Don LaRosa's table. And yeah, they're reviving DuckTales this year, but he strictly has a sign that says, not DuckTales. You know, he has a sign pushing away the demographic that you're trying to draw in because of this new show. Right. So here is, this is Boston Comic Con. They're but, not till August. But apparently he's huge overseas, so I think yeah. that transfers over here. It like, doesn't. Nobody cares about Scrooge McDuck anymore. So this is this is the beginning of the Boston Comic Con. All right, let's hit me. John Romita Jr. Oh. That's, yeah. Oh. But still. Yeah. It's, it's, David Finch, which 
dude. Mm-hmm. Tom King. No. Humberto Ramos. Mm. Mike Zek. Jay Lee. Uh, J. Scott Campbell. Adam Kubert. Mm. Adam Hughes. Art Adams. Jimmy Chung. Peter Tomasi. Chad Harding. Phil fucking Noto. Hell yeah. That lineup is insane, too. I mean, and that's just... Boston. We're going to Boston. Michael Cho is going to be there. It's Michael uh, Cho is going to be at WonderCon. Yeah. Dude, buddy I, Don Rosa. I might... R- fucking Ryan Stegman. I have been trying to get this guy's fucking autograph for years. I might have to forego San Diego Comic-Con this year. Ryan Otley is going to be there. Go to Boston. That's just that's just the that's their first that's their first announcement of guests. That's insane. That's insane. The, you know, Austin and it, I've you know, Austin. We just go to Boston. Yeah. Like, but Boston Comic Con, man. Fuck, you know how expensive that would be. We bitch about the price of San Diego. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, but we should we should apply for breast pre- breast. breast. <laughs> I'll apply for breast. <laughs> We should apply for breast all day, please. <laughs> My breast friends. Yeah, breast friends. We should apply apply for press for both of them. When I go and order chicken, I only get breasts. <laughs> you know what's on my mind. Yeah, breasts. Breasticles. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We gotta but do some. I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not knocking Phoenix Kong Kong either. But it just seems like other places are really like stepping up their game, and they're really putting. Like they're locked. I mean, like they've locked all those people down for August already. Yeah. I mean, they are. That's just what they're just gonna have these. Like that's what Phoenix is gonna have to start doing. Like, you know, they should be. Maybe they should already be trying to lock people in for nineteen. Yeah, and I don't see how they say. You know, they can get any guess they want. Like, almost. Yeah. I know one that they can't. Who? Oh yeah, I do too. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think I mean if you're not if your name isn't San Diego or Comic Con International, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to pull him. No. Which uh, was it? Carolina, North Carolina. They yeah. they got him. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Charlie Adlard. Yes, we are. <laughs> you guys haven't figured that out yet. But I don't know, man. Phoenix has got to come hot with something. I think yeah, that's and that's what I was, and I was talking about this a couple, con or episodes ago that I'm just gonna start figuring out ways to get my books to other cons. Yeah, because their lineups are instead of, it's, I don't want to put this bad, but waste my money on the same people that come here every time. I'd rather waste my money on people that I'll never see. Well, it's not really wasting your money, but you work hard for your money. And you got people you want to see, and you don't you don't need to see Brian Polito because I mean, if over the last four years you haven't got your shit by him signed by him yet, like what more do you need? You need to. I bet you there's a guy out there who has every issue of Lady Death signed by him. Yeah, you know it's it's just like he's here every year. Same with Jay Lee. Like Jay Lee must love Arizona, or he's got or he's building a house here because, or he lives here because he's here at Fan Fest and Comic Con and. You know, and then you've got Don Rosa. He must live here too because he's look, always here as well. He's always here, and he doesn't mind just wasting his days away sitting at a convention table, nobody coming up to him, or unless he just makes good money and we don't see it because he keeps coming. Yeah, and they keep booking him. 
Yes, they do. I'm just like, hey, I don't see it. I mean, like, what was the, what was the last comic guest that they announced for here? For Phoenix? Let, let's look up Phoenix's lineup right now. Uh, I know they have not... Rubenstein, which is cool, but he's been here a couple times, which I, I have I have three books I need to get signed by him. And I'm kind of hoping for George. I'd like George Perez to come back one more time. But I might just send my book off. He won't, though. He Didn't he already announce he's not coming here because of the fucking Trump thing? Yeah. But I know uh, Amazing Con just announced Todd fucking Todd McFarlane. William Shatner is going to be at Hawaii. Yes, he is. So is Todd McFarlane. Bill, good old Bill Shatner. Might be my reason to go to Hawaii. <laughs> but that's one con, though, that is they're doing it in Vegas because it's Vegas and they'll get people regardless. Um, well, Vegas is a blue state. <laughs> so right now, the Phoenix Comic Con celebrity guests are uh, Ming Ne Wen. Who's she that? is um, from Agents of Shield. Uh, oh yeah! Oh age! Oh yeah! She plays the um, Asian actress on Wait, Dude, Agent she, That Shield. chick does not age. <clears throat> she was the voice of Mulan. She was in. Uh, wasn't she in ER? Uh, I'm not sure. She does not age. Uh, Kevin Conroy, Batman. Are you, that'd be cool, but um, Alan Tudyk or Turdick, fucking <laughs> needle uh, dick, needle dick. <laughs> uh, Steve the pirate. He was on fucking. Um, he's Rogue One. Firefly. Yeah, he was the the droid in Rogue One. And he he's was fucking Steve the pirate. Um, the voice of the robot in I Robot. Uh, he plays Bruce Wayne's cousins if, on uh, Powerless. If you watch Powerless. Um, but what would you get him to sign? Right? A picture of himself? Steve the Pirate? Fuck yeah, dude, from Dodgeball. <laughs> um, Arg, baby. Bonnie Wright, who played in the, who played Ron Weasley's sister in the fucking Harry Potter movies. Um, Holly Marie Combs, who played Harper from um, Charmed. Which she still looks good. Um, and then Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. Um, that's just their celebrity guests. Let's look up their, their comic guests. Um, and they are, they're mailing badges out this year too. Did you see that? Nope. Um, Jay Gonzo. Don't know him. Brian Polito. Ron Mars. Ryan Cody. Uh, Dan Wicklin, uh, Val Hoshberg, she's a local, we know Val, um, Scott Gazlewski, um, Brad Dwyer, Jay Fotos, which is local, yeah, Mark Brooks, he's gonna be at the Dreadnoughts, uh, new store opening, really, yeah, they're gonna, he's part of the Airsoft tournament, mm. Yeah, Mark Brooks, uh, Raven Gregory, Jeff Pena, um, Scott Kalbosh, um, Ted McKeever, Jim Shooter, Mike DeBafo. Jim Shooter's cool. I feel like DeBafo's here all the time, too. He is. Um, Randy Emberlin, Renee, I'm not even going to attempt your last name, sorry. Joe Rubenstein and Mark Morales. Okay, so I. There's absolutely no comic book guests that I want to see. 
I want to get. I got three books for Rubenstein. Rubenstein. Let me guess: Infinity Gauntlet, Wolverine number one. No, I already, oh. <laughs> already saw those. <laughs> well, there goes my guesses. Ta- Taskmask first appearance. Of Taskmaster. Mm. Um, X Factor Five. Okay. And another copy of X Factor Five. <laughs> <laughs> nope, and I have a copy of X Factor Six for him too. That's it. This is my thing. Is it you know look at look at a con like Dallas, who's essentially not. It's essentially the same as Phoenix. They're pulling in that tight ass lineup, and we're we're sitting here in a weak ass lineup. That's that's just my thing. Is that you could do so much better on the lineup than we are. We're and we about. know they can because they've yeah. done it. They've they've brought these amazing guests. Right. So we know they can. It's just what. I would like to know what has changed. Like what, what pulls them in their new direction? Is it you know? I think it's somebody else in charge of talent, where maybe comic isn't their focus. It's celebrities are their focus. They they that that's that's what I think. That I can't. I'm not inclined to disagree with you. Like I honestly couldn't, because it went from. Holy fuck, I can't believe these people are here to yeah. Yeah. It's so some there there's something internally that has changed. Nice to see you, Brian. See you again in October. You know. And I you know, I and I I seriously think that's what there's there's a change of power whoever is in charge of it is different. It has so, to be. It's almost like the ink on your book doesn't get a time to dry before Brian Polito's at another convention here. <laughs> but I digress on that. I don't know, but if you guys are in the Dallas area, and you Lance, Lance, you got to go. He doesn't live in Dallas. But if it's only an hour away, dude's got to go. I we, told that you got to let us send you some books to get signed, dude. You got to stand in line. I will personally pay. You for, have to stand in line for us. <laughs> I will personally pay for an absolute geek podcast shirt for you, and send it to you, just to go stand in line to get books signed for us. Dude, I'm. You know what I'm doing right now? What messaging him? No, 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 oh, oh. no, no. I think it's called lancing it up. <laughs> Dale, this, see, this is what you get, Lance. This is what you get for wanting to be friends with us. You, you have to stand in line yeah, for you us. Just stand in line for <laughs> us. Oh man, that's funny. No, I'm only kidding, Lance. He's not. I'm not. But I am. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's, I just, that was kind of on my mind today, just after we had our conversation last night about that lineup, because I remember you telling me about it, but I forgot, because I was like, fuck, it's Dallas, I don't care, I can't get there anyway. But now that I could, I'm just like, fuck. Register here for media passes. Oh, shit. It's getting real. Oh, shit. Uh, Do not qual- Yes. If you have dick and fart jokes, well, we're out. Well, it says internet press. We have a limited number of press for internet only press, making it difficult to grant passes to everyone who makes a request. In order to be considered for internet press credentials, you must fit the following criteria. Let's see if we fit this criteria. The website you write for must be active on the web for at least two years. We don't write for a website, but our website has been active for two years. Your website must have two verifiable social media pages with more than 2,000 followers. Oh, shit. <laughs> so pages, we, need, we need to start getting followers. <laughs> so pages can be Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. Everyone start making fake Facebook accounts and liking the absolute geek Let page. Let me see. 
uh, yeah, because it says print media, you know, television, radio, and TV, AM, FM, satellite, local, national, and then it just says internet. Mm. You must have at least, it, you must appear on at least page two of a Google search of your site. Oh, shit. They're getting real hard now. <laughs> that means you have to pay. To do like you have to pay for someone to run an SEO your shit, man. We should try anyway. That's insane. I can't even. We can't even get fucking. Because it means this type of event coverage. It says online podcast. For what? Like I just checked it. under internet. It just says type of event coverage. Oh. Have you been accredited for Dallas Con? Or fan expo before? No. Man. This is what everybody wants to hear. So let's fill out. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some Walking Dead. What is our outlet? Our outlet? Big old dicks. You, this dick. This dick. Um, your first name. <laughs> your A lot of dick. Your mom. <laughs> All right. Last name. All right, stop. Dicks in her... Ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about oh, no. some walking. First dead. name is your mom has. Oh my god. Last name is Dick, Dick her ass. ass. There we go. Title. Yes. Let's talk about some walking dead, Kyle. Uh I'm gonna fill that out later. I'm really, gonna fill, I'm really gonna fill that out. <laughs> so what did you think of this week's episode of Walking Dead? I thought Rick and the Garbage Pail Kids. <sighs> Thought it wasn't bad. I honestly, it seems like The Walking Dead has taken this turn. Like not a huge turn. Like they've just skewed just a smudge, and they've they've slowed the entire show back down. The the whole show is slow, and I don't understand why. Really, you think so? Yes. Like, I mean, they went through the entire episode talk, pretty much talking to the... I mean, there was a couple real good moments, like when uh, when Daryl finds out that dude was setting up fucking Carol. Yeah. And he was like, fuck you. Be his ass. That was cool. And then their connection and, sh- and him not telling her that, that, you know, Negan had killed a couple people, Glenn and Abraham. Yeah, I thought that was kind of powerful that he was, which is, I think it's gonna kick him. It's gonna kick. It's gonna backfire on him. Yeah. She's gonna get mad about it because she's gonna be like, you know, I deserve to know. Yeah, and like I say, I, I felt like, like I told you, I felt like that was a really powerful moment as well because she's sitting there giving that whole speech, like, and, and basically saying if anything were to happen to them, if they were to die, or if you know anything like that, I would. It would bring me back into this world of killing, and I don't want to do that anymore. Look, this yawning shit. Mr. Yawn. I know. And I don't want to do that anymore. So What, yawn? No. And it's going to suck me back into this this world that I don't want to be part of anymore. And he chose not to tell her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's going to come back to bite her at some point. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was good. I like the fact that they're introducing a couple, like a new set of people that are going to help fight Negan. Yeah, the garbage pail kids. <laughs> the junkyard kids? Yeah. I like I like that that they're they're changing it up. You know, I like that they're making this war not predictable. 
I think I, I like the fact that they're making it that that the kingdom is gonna they're gonna have no choice but to insert themselves in. Mm-hmm. That's that looks like that's the way it's progressing. They're uh, the saviors are gonna do something that's gonna insert them into the war. Well, that's what I found very intriguing is that it's different than the way the comic is going, and that's what it, it is slower to a point. But I find that more exciting about the episode is that I don't know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like I know the end result of All Out War, but I don't know how they're getting there through the show because in the book, in the like we said before, in the king, in the comics, the kingdom was all on Rick's side, and now everything's kind of just adjusted. And Gregory didn't have such a polite conversation with Rick in the comic, and and now you got Daryl saying, you know, he's leaving the sanctity and of the kingdom. And he's going back to the hilltop. I think essentially, essentially, the saviors are going to show up looking for Daryl. They're going to get tipped off that he was that he's at the kingdom, and they're going to raid into the kingdom. And that's what's going to bring the kingdom into yeah. the war is when the the saviors enter them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's enter interesting. From behind. Yeah, I think it's interesting that a different leader. There's a different leader that deals with each group. So it's not the same guys going to Alexandria yeah. and the kingdom, and the, it's. I think that's kind of interesting. Although it's smart, the same guy has been to both Alexandria and Hilltop, but you never see the one guy ever come to the kingdom. And then you still, I mean, you got that conflict between the the dude from the um, Saviors and I can't think of his name, the one guard from the kingdom, where he didn't want him to have a gun. Yep. And he stole Morgan's stick. Could I have that back? <clears throat> yeah. It's special to me. Can I have a <laughs> Read the room, sensei. <laughs> I like that. That was pretty funny. Uh, I felt like it had good moments. It had powerful moments. I think that the the stuff between Melissa McBride and Daryl, and uh, I almost called him Daryl Reedus. Daryl Reedus. <laughs> and Norman Reedus was very good and very well acted. I like that they actually put um, a shadow on Shiva this time. Right, they finally remembered. But how bad the CGI look in the junkyard scene when Rick was standing up there, like that green oh, screen it work was, was some terrible. Shit. Yeah, it was. That was some of the worst green screen work I've ever seen. Well, you know what I noticed in another episode when they're in Alexandria, and they're standing in front of a door. It's actually the inside of the house is a painted picture of yeah. the inside of a house. <laughs> have you ever noticed that? No, I'll have to find it for you. It's there. It's like it's Rick and it's Michonne, and they're each standing like on each side of a door. Mm-hmm. And you look into the house, and it it's a painting of the inside of a house. Oh shit! So you can see like a stairs, and yeah. you can see like a table. It's like it's all painted on there. No, I've never seen that. And I don't care who the fuck you are. If you try to tell me that that shit is not CGI, that junkyard shit, I'm gonna call you a fucking liar because it definitely <laughs> it is. It was terrible. Like. I I get it. They're putting all their money into zombies. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I liked that, you know, you know, Rick's back to full leader mode and he's into it and he's, he knows he has to do whatever it takes to win these people to make them go to war with them. Yeah. So when they pushed him down to The fucking, homage to Star Wars and the Rancor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> down there a fucking Rancor. I like that they, you know what I mean. He, and you almost thought he was going to lose his hand. 
oh, this motherfucker's going to lose his hand. Yeah. But, now, but now the question that's going around the internet is that that annoys the shit out of me because if you've been watching The Walking Dead since fucking season two, you know the answer to this question. You have these clickbait articles that are like, is Rick now infected with the zombie I virus? I clicking on him. Yeah. You know everyone is infected. If you've been watching since season two, you know everyone is infected. Yep. Everyone is infected. It's just a matter of it kicks in when you're injured. And that's what a bite is. Is you get injured and you can't really recover from that, so you get sick and you fucking turn. That's why people were starting to turn from when they got the flu, and shit. It's everyone has it. So I, I just it's a click lady article is driving me nuts. I saw clicking. I just scroll past yeah. it now because I know it's not worth it. I know they're not giving me any information that's gonna help me, you know, figure out what's going on because they don't know either. Yeah. All they're doing is they're looking for clicks. So. But I liked it, you know. I liked the fight. I liked the, you know, Michonne. Michonne's got it, her baby's back. Yeah, and it, it questions like, I question what they're trying to do with with Daryl because he's coming very very close to Shiva, and it makes me wonder if like he's gonna run the kingdom. I know I've. I have a feeling he's gonna before. run Hilltop. You think he's, no? I instead think Maggie, of Maggie. I think Maggie's still going to be firmly solid. and I don't think he's going to run the... But they're going to have to find a, a... I don't know. It looked like it hinted towards Dwight's about to go through some shit. Yeah. And I know he went through some shit before, and that's pretty much why he left. He got tired yeah. of it. But maybe this is where he... This is where... He defects. and Or this is when he kicks a bucket and Daryl takes on the role of Dwight. Yeah. So. I don't know, because I mean, that's an element now... It's getting closer. We're an element where Daryl, you know, it's it's a different situation than played on the comic books because Daryl doesn't exist in the comics. So you didn't have all this on the hunt for Daryl shit and the talk of Fat Joey. And and now he's got a crossbow back. So, you know, are him and Dwight going to be running around together with right. with cut off shirts at the sleeves <laughs> with fucking running around with fucking... Pointing crossbows at each other? I, I They're going to have to figure something out. And Dwight's like, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They'll both wear flannel shirts and fucking... Yeah. And leather Just jackets. Fucking stare each other down. <laughs> I'm Daryl. No, I'm Dwight. No, I'm Daryl. I'm Dwight. Well, I have a crossbow. Well. No, I have a crossbow. No, I have cut off sleeves. I have, ask, no, I have cut off sleeves. I have to ask your opinion, though. No. When you read something... So, like, I, I, I read Batman. I hear it in two voices. When I read Batman, either uh, Michael Keaton or, <laughs> and normally it's not Michael Keaton. Um, normally it's Batman the Animated Series. I don't Bat, read Bruce the Walking. Tim. I don't read the Walking Dead as Coral. No, no, I'm not asking <laughs> if you read the Walking Dead as Coral. No, I, I don't. But I don't. I don't. When I when I read Rick, I don't hear Andrew Lincoln say Coral. Really? No, I don't. See, I hear Andrew Lincoln. So, like when I. When I read, so like when I read Batman, I I read it as Kevin. <laughs> Fuck, I'm tired. Um, <laughs> when I read Sir Yawns a lot. Yeah, dude. When I read The Walking Dead, I read it as um Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> Get the hell's Coral. The one voice <laughs> I can't put is Jeffrey D. Morgan. I can't. I get a completely different voice when I read Negan. I in the do comics. too. I don't. I don't read it as Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, 
I read it with a deeper voice. Yeah. More of a in your face type of voice. Mm-hmm. Like a like and I and I picture it louder. Yeah. And my when I read it, you know what I mean? Like everything like like you know how everybody has that loud friend that they always seem to talk a lot fucking louder than they need to? Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Like it's like two it's like two octaves above what it needs to be or two. I picture it like a, a fucking Ben Affleck. No, maybe not. Maybe not such a Bostonian act. I'm surprised you hear it like that reading The Walking Dead prior to watching the show. Yeah. You think you had already had these characters' voices in your head already. You know, I did, but I think just over six, fucking six seasons or seven seasons of The Walking Dead, it just it changed. Like, it, you get that character in your head, and it's kind of just like the same thing, like, when I read the Power Rangers comics, I, I hear all the original Power Rangers actors' voices and stuff, and I don't know. It's just it's just weird. Like I don't get Jeffrey Dean Morgan's from voice from Negan, and when I even when I read the comic, I don't get it. So, <laughs> uh, so what was your final review of the Walking or rating of this week's Walking Dead be? I gave it an eight. I give it about that too. Yeah, it was just it's. I, you know what I was hoping for is like we've talked about a hundred times is the beginning of the season took off and then it fucking plummeted and it like leveled out and it went really slow and it dragged and then it picked up a smudge to end. And I was hoping it was going to continue its role. Yeah. It was going to stay up and it kind of, it did a little bit and now it's kind of, we are only two episodes into the the return. No, it's only been two. Uh, so. so it just seems like I don't know the last this episode just it was good, but it just I don't know it kind of went slow to me. It kind of focused on everyone though, like it focused on Rick and it's, the group. It's and, bouncing back and forth a little bit, which was good. And I, it's it, as long as it doesn't focus on one motherfucker, I I, I can. You uh, got the new group. You can tell and that bitch's haircut drove me nuts. Yeah. You can tell that um, he had the mullet. I, I called it the mullet community. Oh, All fuck. those dudes had the same fucking haircut. Um, and it, you can kind of see the turmoil that Tara's in right now because Tara knows where there's a stockpile of guns. Tara knows where she can get yeah. all the guns they need. And even Rick's like, you've been out farther than any of us. You can tell us where not to look. He's <laughs> like, yep, sure thing. But she can also tell you where to look. I... Th- but the problem is to get those guns. I wonder if she'll end up saying something. I bet you she does next episode. And they're either going to have to talk them into joining him or they're going to Rick and the group's going to take out that colony just to get them guns to get his army. Which, co- oh, the, the Oceanside? Yeah. You think he's going to take him out? I think they're going to join him. He'd have to be pretty fucking persuasive to get him to join him because they definitely I, I think Tara's going like to take her shirt off. <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna go holy shit! Look at those breasticles. They're all girls. We, they're all girls at Oceanside. Exactly. No, I think Daryl will walk in there and drop his pants, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, look at that tube snake!" As he as he leans on it, yeah. on his tripod. Yep. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Looks like a baby's arm holding an apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> Opens the door for him and starts fighting Ben Affleck's root. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <sighs> John Cena walks in with his. All right. 
<laughs> we don't need to have a root off here. A root off. <laughs> All right, let's get into some news. Uh, one of the big coolest things that makes me really happy to be part of this community is Saudi Arabia uh, launches its first Comic-Con, allowing public gender mixing. The event, which took place February 16th through the 18th, despite being a country where strict gender suggestions is imposed, or, um, sorry, segregation is imposed, uh, in most political spaces, comic fans mixed freely at the event, uh, event's main venue, although there were separate gender entrances and a female-only tent for women who wanted to shed their traditional garb and show off their cosplay skills. That's kind of cool. They don't even allow... I have allow... no idea what you just said. What? I have no... <laughs> How do you not understand what I just said? I, I just didn't hear anything. Saudi Arabia had their first oh, Comic-Con. Oh, okay, okay. And they had... The, Saudi Arabia is <laughs> a very... I spaced out. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is a country where they don't allow a lot of gender mixing. Yeah. It's like you you marry, you fuck, it's, it's procreation. You marry, you fuck, yep. Yeah, yeah, it's just procreation. Hell but yeah, Batman, hell There's yeah. not a whole lot of gender mixing because the women have to wear those robes and, and everything like that. And this is the first time in life. They don't even have movie theaters or allow any sort of cinema like that in Saudi Arabia. I didn't know that. No? So, this was a big deal because it was the first place where men and women could mix freely. Um, but they did still have, you know, entrances, different entrances. And they had um, a tent where women could go and take off their garb to reveal their cosplay skills and things like that. So, it was, it was a step in the right direction. Um, and it, it's always good that... This community. Maybe we get press passes for that. Oh my god! <laughs> this community <laughs> has so much to offer and can bring out the best in in terrible situations. So, um, oh, everybody that went there is already dead. Here's here's one that I'm sure if you haven't heard about yet, it probably is going to tickle your fancy. Lego Batman movie director and talks for Nightwing film. Yes. I saw that today. Yes. <laughs> Warner Brothers is reportedly developing a Nightwing film to be directed by the Lego Batman movies. Um, Chris McKay and the planned Nightwing film. Grayson. Maybe be- they listened to us the other day when we were talking. I said they have to introduce a Nightwing movie. Maybe. Grayson will be older and presumably a lot. Um, at least a little more serious. It's, of course, the identity of the adult Dick Grayson. Adapted in nineteen uh, adop- adapted in nineteen eighty four when he gave up his Robin guys as he was matured and attempted to move on out of Batman's shadow. Teen Titans forty four. Um, yep, he's done just that to maintain several solo series and leading such as DC Comics teams as Teen Titans, the Titans, and the Outsiders. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. I know Jason. Jason for Grayson fucking messaged me. Did he? He said, dude, he's like, I'm perfect for it. Like, I know all the lines. <laughs> all I got to do is work out for a couple months. Yeah. I, I don't think you're perfect for it, Jason. You're, you're close. But there's you, gotta, you don't have the hair. Right. You, uh, <laughs> you watch a little too much community. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I like you, Jason. But, you know, there's, I just don't know if, if I see it. Who could you see playing Nightwing? Um, dude, that's a tough, that's a tough one. You know who really, like, I don't know if for, for some reason, like, <laughs> yeah. pops in my mind is, uh, what's his name from, um, Arrow? Adam. The Adam. Oh, um, yeah, he also played Superman. 
Yeah, for some reason that guy pops in my head. Like I think he would be a, like kind of a cool Dick Grayson. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, like he for some reason he pops in my Justin mind. Justin Long. Maybe it's the hair. Yeah, maybe Justin Long. You know who else would play Justin dude? Long? You don't know who Justin Long is, do you? Yeah, he's from um, Galaxy Quest. No, and, well, and the Apple commercials. Yep. Okay. But remember, he was one from. He was the one that helped the commander get back. Yep. He's from. Uh, he starts a college. He was in. Yeah, you know, he was in. Uh, yeah, he was in accepted. Yes. <laughs> I don't you know, I would have guess. to. I would have to think about it. I can. I'm sure there's a ton of other actors that are good for. For Grayson. Who would be? It's hard to just sit here and think about it though. Yeah, but I mean, someone who's kind of witty. You need someone who's kind of witty. Yeah. Someone who's got the a, a smudge of cockiness to him. Toby Maguire sold. No, he can't be fucking no. <laughs> Toby Maguire. <laughs> Toby Maguire. To- Toby Maguire. Fucking. Uh... No, he doesn't have the hair to be Grayson. He's missing the locks. We can fix that. We can fix that. But, yeah, that's... A wig could fix that real quick. I think it would be cool to see Nightwing. I didn't... Ben Affleck, no, I was joking. <laughs> Dude, Ben Affleck doesn't even want to play Batman I anymore. Why the fuck we want to play Nightwing? <laughs> I mean, it would be smart. There's so many Nightwing fans. I mean, why wouldn't... They should just you bring Chris McDonald back to play him. I hate to say it, but you know who wouldn't be too bad is fucking... <sighs> What's his name? He was going to do Sandman. John Snow. Oh, um. He was in the, he was Robin in fucking the Batman Bane movie. Yeah, just, just Chris O'Donnell. No, oh, no, 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 Joseph, Gordon, Joseph, Joseph yes. Gordon-Levitt. That okay. guy. That guy should play Nightwing. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad one. I, I think he would actually do pretty good. As long as he doesn't like do a phone commercial in the middle of it, Michael whatever. Fassbender. No, no, he can't play <laughs> fucking Nightwing. Even though it'd be awesome too. He fuck no, he's already Magneto. What about Adam Driver? Mm. Fucking um, Kylo Ren. No, no, fuck no. <laughs> God no, no, don't fucking don't ruin Nightwing for me. Um, why you like Kylo Ren? I do like Kylo Ren, but I don't like him as Nightwing. Who else would be good as a Nightwing? John Cusack. John fucking Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> fucking John Nelson. John Cusack. Fucking Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I actually, I think fucking. Uh, I think John Cusack pretty much takes it home. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. <laughs> Ugh, they should funny. they should change that. You know who should play Nightwing is uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's already playing Black Adam. He's taken. Uh, let's see. Dude, he's so funny in Central Intelligence. Uh, and that is a great. That is a funny movie. The Batman finds a director. Warner Brothers has announced that War of the Pl- for the Planet of the Apes director will replace Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I thought Harry Cameron. Of the solo, nope, of the solo film. Uh, he's gone on to saying, 
I love the Batman story since I was a child. Um, he is such an iconic and compelling character. What's his name? Um, his last name is Reeves. R e e v e s. No. Um, <laughs> Reeves. He is such an iconic and compelling character, and one that re- resonates with, with me deeply. I'm incredibly honored and excited to be working with Warner Brothers to bring an epic and emotional new take on the Caped Crusader to the big screen. He did Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. I thought they guy already bailed from it. No, no, he would. They just announced Matt him. Reeves. Yeah, they just announced him yesterday. Five hours ago. Or today, yeah. I thought he already bailed for some reason. Nope. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. You think Ben Affleck leaves? Oh yeah. Or do you think he he does the Batman and then dips? Uh, I don't think he's gonna do it. But I mean, do they really? I, he's kind of locked in. I mean, he's he's the right. He's a, a writer and executive producer on it. I hope so because I just don't want them to reboot it again. Yeah. And then they they've already they've Jared Little's already playing the Joker again. God no. They they he needs no. Fuck no. Fuck no. Fuck no. Um, I think with the right direction, so I think the right direction and the right it might. Maybe if it's more focused on him and it, it's a little bit... I think maybe if they change him. Maybe he doesn't have all the fucking tattoos. Maybe if he doesn't have the fucking grill. I mean, I can see it without the grill. But... Dude, the stupidest thing they ever did to Joker. <laughs> the fucking hand smile. <laughs> the hand smile. <laughs> Dumbest fucking thing they ever did to the Joker. Oh, fuck. I, I, think, I think if they, they switch it up a smudge... I think he will do. I think he'll do better as the Joker, but I think mm. he's he's already slated to do it again. Why? After he cried about it, I can't believe Jeff could talk so much shit on Suicide Squad. I can't believe he'd want to play the Joker again. Pretty sure he, I read it somewhere. Um, I don't know. I think Ben Affleck stays. I think he does the Batman, and I think he dips out after that. He's gonna do. He's already done Justice League. I believe they filmed Justice League already, so he's part of that. I think he'll do the Batman, and then I think he's done. I think he's out. Yeah, you think so? Three pictures, fucking four if you count his cameo in Suicide Squad. I heard that was even him. It was fucking him. <laughs> he just went uncredited, and that's okay. Um, <clears throat> Logan director insists there's no post credit scene. The post credit scene has easily become a staple with Marvel fanboys. But uh, don't waste your time staying in the credits looking for the name of your favorite key grip as Logan won't have a post-credit scene. Contrary to a report earlier this week, director James Mangold maintains Logan does not include a post-credit scene. But Mar- but movies have been known to say there's no post-credit scene to credit deter scene. people. But there's a mysterious extra three minutes in the runtime of this movie. So some people are saying that it's a speculation that it's kind of a montage, an homage to Hugh Jackman at the beginning of the movie, or there's a po- little post credit something something. There's a something something. We'll see. We'll find out on Thursday night. Uh, I can't. I'm gonna go see it Thursday night. There will be probably no show next Thursday because we will be at Logan. <gasps> it, it comes out March second. It does. It comes out March third. I'm definitely going because that's during my vacation. Yeah, there you go. Oh, we're going. We're so going. I will be seeing Logan. And we then, will be going to see Logan. Well, there you go. We'll be going to see Logan, and then you can join me for a mat and a matinee on it. Oh. There you go. So the no we, show next week. We can do a mile and a matinee. 
There you go. No show. <laughs> no show next week because we'll be seeing Logan. Um, but yeah, well, we guess we'll know. Damn, you just called it no or show. Did. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see about doing a show. It all depends. We'll do it live from Logan. There you go. Um, maybe we'll, we can do we'll it. Do, we'll do FaceTime. We'll, we'll FaceTime live it. Facebook go. live it. Maybe we can go back to our old schedule and do a show on Tuesday instead. Whoa. <laughs> Take it in old school. Whoa. Um, I, I honestly think there's something. There's got to be something. We're going to find out Thursday. Yeah. Even, I can't wait to Even see if it's just movie. something with like X23. Do you think they recast? Logan, do you think they recast Wolverine? Yes. Or do you think they do what they do with them in the comics and just let them be? I think they are going. Or do to... they continue on with X twenty three? I don't think they're going to continue on with X twenty three. No. Mm-mm. You don't think she's going to be a strong enough character? Mm-mm. I don't think they. People have taken to her in the comics. I think they'll gravitate gravitate to her. I because uh, they do it old. She'll have to be older when they redo it. Yeah. But I don't. I think they're gonna. That, well, that's true because that'd be hard because it's set so far into the future. Hmm. I don't think they're gonna do it. I think we'll to find out. But the the reviews for that movie have been amazing. All the reviews I've read so far. It's gonna be badass. They've been crazy. I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> but sticking on that same topic, is Hugh Jackman possibly rethinking his Wolverine retirement to be in Deadpool? No, sir. Hugh Jackman has been uh, adamant for years that Logan will be this final appearance as Wolverine. It turns out that there is one very specific thing that he would get Jackman to unleash his claws one more time as a team up with the Avengers. As reported by the screen rant, Jackman uh, definitively would have reconsidered calling it quits if Fox and Marvel Studios could have reached an agreement that would allow Wolverine to appear in Marvel Comic Universe. If that was on the table when I made my decision to quit, it certainly would have made me, uh, me pause. That's for sure, said Jackman, because I always loved the idea of him with that dynamic with the Hulk, obviously with Iron Man, but there's a lot of smart people with MBAs who can't figure that out, <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. But that's the thing is that if you're going into this movie, so Old Man Logan, I, I, I found out today that they there's a lot of stuff, even though they own the rights to Wolverine, they don't own the rights to Old Man Logan. So there's a lot of stuff they couldn't use in Old Man Logan. So, like, like the Hulk kids, they couldn't use those because they don't own the rights to Hulk. Like, there's so much stuff that Marvel could have come into the table and said, all right, let's make a deal. They're like, nope. Yeah, it just never happened. And I think I think it'll open up more. I think once Spider-Man comes out in May and, and Fox sees Sony just rolling in the fucking Marvel money just rolling in the dough <laughs> from a Marvel Studios film, I think they'll come to the table. And That's be like, another Thursday that we're not going to yep. be podcasting. <laughs> I think they'll come to the table and they'll be like, all right, let's make a fucking deal because this we want in on this too. So we'll see. Uh, and still staying on the topic, Hugh Jackman. In, the, uh, in an interview, Jackman kills Deadpool team-up dreams. <sighs> Hugh Jackman put to rest any ideas of a Wolverine Deadpool movie in a recent Facebook Live Q&A. Jackman was asked if he would come back for at least a cameo in Deadpool 2, and Jackman replied, no. And Ryan Reynolds is currently sleeping outside my house, said Jackman with a laugh. Look, if that movie had appeared 10 years ago, probably a different story. But I knew two and a half years ago that this was the last one. The first call I made was to Logan director James Mangold. I said, Jim, I got one more shot at this, and as soon as Jim came up with the idea, 
um, was we worked on it, and I'd never have been more excited. But I feel like it, it's the right time. Deadpool, go for it, man. Do your thing. You don't need me. That's where that's where you're going to see New Wolverine. You think so? Yeah. Deadpool 2? That's going to have its own... Uh, that's where you're going to see the new Wolverine. His own version of Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah. He's got some smooth criminals down under. Yep. Um, Guillermo del Toro, Hellboy 3, 100% Fucking not happening. Posted a Twitter account on the 20th. Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's a cocksucker. Posted to his Twitter account on the Fuck 21st. That guy. Hellboy, uh, Guerrero del Tarmos tweeted, Hellboy 3 started a report, spoke with all parties, must report that 100% of the sequel will not fuck. happen. And that's to be the final thing about it. Which Dickless means fuck. he don't want to hear your shit on Hellboy 3 no more. Dickless fuck. He don't give a fuck what you think. He doesn't want to hear it anymore. Dickless fuck. <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, the guy's like clown shoes. <laughs> he has fucking clown shoes. <laughs> Uh, Donald Glover, James Earl Jones uh, joined the cast of the live-action Lion King. John Favreau tweeted on Friday that acclaimed Atlanta star Donald Glover would be voicing the role of Simba in the Lion King live-action film, and James Earl Jones would be reprising his role from the 1994 animated original as Mufasa, Simba's father. I'm excited for that. I love the Lion King. And our final piece of news tonight is Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot reveals premiere date. The satellite of love will once again enter Earth's orbit when it arrives on Netflix on April 14th. The streaming service announced via Facebook. You're not going to talk about Kevin Smith doing salmon Twitch? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Kevin Smith is... It's going to fucking blow. Doing salmon Twitch. It's going to bomb. For BBC. It's going to bomb. Why? Just because it's Kevin Smith. It's come on, bomb. man. Nah, come on. He'll do all right. He'll do all right. It's going to bomb. Sir, please please stop with your negativity against uh, my man Kevin Smith. I love Kevin Smith, but it's gonna bomb. I do not appreciate your your Kevin Smith negativity. I don't think his episode of Goldberg's has premiered yet I because I watched that show and I've not seen his name under director yet. I don't think it has either. But I please refrain from talking your blasphemy in the House of Smith, <laughs> the Church of Smith, uh, the house that Smith inspired. It's gonna blow. You're gonna blow. It's gonna. But all right, that is it for the news this week. You know what that means? It's time to move on to some comic reviews. I thought it's gonna be everybody's favorite thing, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh no, that's that's Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Okay. That's Saturday. <laughs> oh, but that's what everybody's favorite is. Yeah, I know. We're waiting for it patiently. We waiting. might as well just cut the show off now, nah. and they can just wait till Saturday. No way, man. Everybody likes some comic book reviews. I know I do. I know I do, too. Let's get it. But I like D&D better. You don't even listen to it. Not even once. Yeah, see? Fucking <laughs> slacker, you're behind the times. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll listen to it. Converter non-players, man. People who probably used to bully the D&D kids. I'm, call- I'm, I'm saying Ron. I think Ron used to bully them D&D kids. I probably did. <laughs> He used to bully them D Lance Lance looks like he used to bully them D and D kids until he finally accepted his inner geek and came out of the closet and was hey, like he's a suave looking motherfucker. He is, man. and that's what I'm saying. He he was like, you know, he finally accepted his inner geek and when it was acceptable, he came out of the closet and was like, I'm free. I can be a geek and and join my fellow brethren. Andy, that <laughs> motherfucker, he's been a geek since day one. Well, you yeah. Tell that tell that right off. I fucking the bat. love that guy. Yeah. I fucking love everyone that listens to us, man. So too. many different people that listen to us. Except Dan. <laughs> Dan. 
He doesn't listen anyway. Yeah, no. He's just got, you know, he's got a calendar. Dan looks like that kid. And that it, was, it, it's, it's got marks on it. Days till I get to see Matt. Shut up. And he's just, you can, you can hear the marker. He on can see the me calendar. anytime because he could just be like, hey, let's go get a beer. Or hey, let's go <gasps> get a burger. 101 days till I see yeah. Matt. One hundred days till I get to see Matt. You're stupid. And ninety nine days. Till are I get are to you see gonna Matt. sit here and go all the way down to one? <laughs> no. Like literally, pick up. I can imagine it's got like, and then it's got Comic Con weekend circled. It's got hearts. Oh my god. And it's got stickers. And it says, it doesn't say Phoenix Comic Con weekend. Yeah, it says because. it says weekend uh, weekend at Matt's <laughs> weekend, weekend with Matt, Matt. Weekend, weekend with Matt and Kyle. I'm sure. I'm sure he wants to hang out with you too, Kyle. Weekend with Matt. Weekend at Kyle's. And it's got little like, hey. And it's, no matter and, what and it's you not, say, it's not an A. It's not an A. And Matt, it's a heart. No matter what you it's, say, nobody, nobody will ever write a missed connections <laughs> Craigslist post Shut the fuck to up. me after spending convention together, <laughs> sir. Dude, my weekend with M Heart. TT. So you got oh. me you got me beat on that oh, one. Oh shit. Someone writing a fucking Craigslist. Dude, he, he's gonna be so far up your ass. No, sir. He's not even gonna be able to hear anybody talk to him. I can't believe you're insulting the man like that. I'm not insulting him. I love him. <laughs> I'm just telling you the way. I'm just uh, you know, sometimes you have to get that little bit of honesty and truth. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just playing. He's already nestled well. He's already in your butthole. He's already nestled in your butthole. It just reminds me when we went to his house for his barbecue. Oh my gosh. And stupid. Dude, he was so far up your butthole. He nah. left me sitting on his patio for hours. I don't know about all that. Oh, you're telling me he wasn't? No, I'm not saying that at all. I just I'm just saying I I plead the fifth, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't call it far my butthole, okay. but Comic review time. <laughs> I wouldn't call it far of my butthole, but Dan's a good guy. He's, but I, he's, I definitely he's think, almost into your small intestine. I definitely think Ron looks like he used to bully some, some dweebs. <laughs> I think Lance did too, and then he accepted his inner geekness and defined, finally decided to, to come out. I bet you Dan's ringtone is, Matt is calling me. Matt is calling me. <laughs> let's be honest. No, let's be honest. Dan's ringtone is probably like the Imperial March. I know. Fucking Chewbacca's like screaming or Darth <laughs> Vader breathing or like a lightsaber sound or. You know what? You're gonna have to back up and insert a. Dan needs to stop listening right here. Nope. <laughs> you you have you have served this up. This is all you. I'm just joking. I love Dan. You've served all of this up, sir. <laughs> I love Dan. You deserve every angry tweet he's going to send you, or angry text message, I should say. Because I don't think Dan knows how to do anything but post Fitbit stats on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that we fucking... Roasted Dan. <laughs> We'd roast Eric, but he doesn't listen to the show anymore. He's not even in our, in nope. our, in our Facebook group anymore. He's still friends with you, though. He unfriended me. That breaks my heart, Eric. Maybe it's because we sit here and do this. Maybe, maybe we alienate everyone that listens to us. <laughs> yeah, that's call them out. All right, let's do some comic book reviews. What do you got first this week? That's, I'll start with Sun Bakery. Oh God. Ah, Sun Bakery number one. Fucking cool cover. Corey Lewis, guy frontman for Slipknot. That's Corey Taylor, but okay. <laughs> 
That's <laughs> there. Corey Lewis, the front man for Slipknot. Oh, that's fucking funny. Um, this book is fucking cool. Nah, it's, it's kind of weird. Not much dialogue in it, so it's kind of hard to uh, follow. It, it starts out with a, a chick in a shower with her cat sleeping on a uh, chair. In the she shower? Gets, yeah, she gets so out. she's drowning the pussy? She eats some pizza. She practices. She works out. She gets in a uh, robot suit. I want to go eat she, some pizza minus the practicing a, and working out. She goes out. to a planet. Um, while she's in her robot, she's getting like a Nextagram posts and updates. <laughs> the poor people's Instagram. Nextagram. Um, she's walking around, scanning it, picking up life forms. And then it switches to another uh, story. Another Nextagram. Where it's... Uh, they live in a society where guns are ineffective at killing people. They have worked it so the people's, um, uh, their, like, roar, like, their auras mm-hmm. make them bulletproof. That's what we need now. So what everybody does is they carry swords because swords fucking cut everything. So everybody has a sword. So, like, this chick in here, and what it is, it's like... As you work at your sword, you you level up. So like a level seven can't fight a level fifty two. You can only fight your same level of person if you have to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. So a level seven can only fight a level seven. A level fifty can only fight a level fifty. And keeps it fair. Damn. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what's going on. Is it, they're just kind of really, in, and that's kind of what they're just talking about. They're talking about. You know, people are sword wielders. You can only fight your your same levels. And the chick's talking about her other sword, and it ends up showing her sword. Um, it's kind of funny. Where's it at? Um, her sword is her blade is it has Wi-Fi connection on it. What a joint container for joints. It's got uh, stuff for uh, wire spool. It's got a deodorant stick in case she fucking gets stinky. Okay. It has a uh, uh, lighter flu lighter fluid for her lighter, so she can light it. Uh, a heat coil so she can heat the blade up. Uh, GPS is in it. Um, it's solar powered and there's also a magnet and that's her blade, and that's all the pieces that make up her entire blade. Damn. So, and that's kind of. Where it ends, and it, it, it gives you, like, a thing for another book. And that's kind of where it ends. It's it's kind of weird. The art's kind of off. It's kind of abstracty, mm-hmm. kind of different. Like you said, it's kind of more, like, it's got more of, like, an underground art look to it. Yeah, it's got, like, that old, like, the amateur artist slash anime look to yeah. it. The cover's awesome. It's It's got it's got her on it, like, anime looking with, a, with her sword and shit, so... I don't know if I'm actually going to buy the next one because it was $5 and there was probably eight words in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that book was five bucks? The book was five. It was, no bueno. It was four ninety nine. It was different. Kind of cool. I, I really don't see myself buying it again, but it was an image number one. Thought I'd check it out. It might float somebody else's boat. It didn't float mine. Yeah. So 
I didn't really give it a grade because it really just didn't float your boat. It just really wasn't much of anything to me. But it, it, I do give it points for cool cover. It has an awesome cover to it. So I give the cover a eight. <laughs> you give the cover an eight, but what did you give the book? I don't give it a score at all. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it didn't really float my boat. I thought the sword, the, the idea of the sword was cool. Yeah. You know, it had Wi-Fi. It had it's it's like a fucking potpourri of a sword. It's got buy, everything. Buy that book if you want to eat cool cover. Otherwise, <laughs> don't waste your money. I mean, it's five bucks. I don't know. It's kind of a lot for a book. So, <clears throat> all right, I'll review the image issue one of the old guard. Kyle attempted to read this book. I read two pages and put it down. And put it down. I, I'll try it again, but it just. I didn't grab my interest. I'm surprised you didn't get hooked by the first couple pages where, you know, it, it showed this woman just... Getting ru- railed? Yeah, roast, just fucking running through dudes, having sex with everyone. Um, That's about as far as I got. When she was like, I don't even care about knowing your name. Yeah. It's because, you know, if I don't know it, then I don't have to forget it. So essentially what it is, is this woman who... Um, Apparently something's going on where she's talking at the beginning of the book and she wants to know, she's like, I've been here before too many times to count. Um, is this it over and over again? Each time the same question, will this time be the one? And each time the same answer is not yet. And I'm so fucking tired of it. So goddamn tired of it, of life and going through the motions of killing time. Like it's like she wants to die. Um, and like, Kyle said she's fucking railing all these dudes, and this guy's like, well, what's your name? She's like, I don't want any names. And this guy reaches out to her um, that she's obviously had some kind of relationship with in the past and wants her to do a job, and she's kind of hesitant to do it, but it finds out that apparently uh, a group of schoolgirls were kidnapped in Africa, and he wants her to go in and get, and her team to go in and get them. And they do, and it kind of jumps around, and they're in... Uh, was it Africa or was it Afghanistan? I thought the books were Africa, but then they're in Afghanistan, so that would make more sense. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah, Africa. Why the fuck does it? But anyways, they go to <laughs> Afghanistan, and they're um, soldiers, and basically they're trying to get in, gather information and stuff, and then. Uh, this firefight breaks out and they kill all these people in here in this room. This and room? No, no, not, no, not in the room we're sitting in. Oh, that's good. <laughs> not in the room we're sitting in. But no, it like it flashes around to like her in war. They kill like a terrorist that they want alive, and then they're in a helicopter in Sudan. And um they're all getting out and they're putting boots on the ground and they're they're kind of going to start save these girls and they're outside the compound and they're picking people off and they rush into this room that has all these militant people in it and they, they pretty much mow them down and you see um, like they're cutting off people's heads like chick cuts a dude's head off with a battle axe and they're mowing everyone down and then it, it stops um, and they're like check the rooms and she's like on it boss on it um and all that's in there is an empty room with all these dead bodies and a video camera. And what you see is you see these these people are shot, like these the woman and stuff. Uh-huh. They're all shot in the head and they're like 
Let me see. Heads are split open and and brains are spewing out and stuff. And I might have to fucking. They start regenerating. Um, and they get it caught on camera. Is it's the regeneration of everything. The regeneration of everything. Oh, so like they they can't die apparently because they start rege- regenerating because they're getting shot up and stuff. That's kind of cool. So they start regenerating. So the it kind of makes bad. them. No, the art's really cool. It kind of makes them like the perfect um, fighting force, and that's why they kind of send them in for these missions and stuff. But like, look, see her head's like missing a giant chunk out of it right there. It's nice. And they start rejuvenating and stuff, and then it cuts back to Africa, and the it goes back to like an ambush they were in before, and the main girl is kind of sitting there, and they're like. You know, she's she's completely healed and um they're like, How are you feeling? And she's like, I feel great. Feeling fine. So yeah, it's like they have the there's something that gives them the ability to heal and they can't be killed. So I don't know, it was an interesting book. Like I said, it's a it's a rough review because it's only an issue one. So it's trying to get everything... Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong right now with image number ones. If you want to kind of get on that, if you're in that speculation like Kyle and I talk about and you want to You know, I tried this a couple years that, back. What, buying all image number ones? Yeah, and it got... Remember, it was out of fucking control. Remember, yeah. there'd be like three every week. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely a book to check out. I if might it, read it when I get home. If it catches your interest. Um, I would probably give it a six. That's it? Yeah. I mean, it was a good first read. I'll pick up issue two, just to kind of see what's going on. Give like, it four issues. They kind, of, they kind of got me with the whole regeneration thing. Before yeah, that, I was like, before that, I was like, I don't know what this is. It's kind of it's kind of dumb. It kind of reminded me of a lot of other books that are out right now. But then the whole adding the rejuvenation factor in it. And I, I, they're obviously some sort of ancient warriors or, or something that are in modern times. Or there's something that gives them this power. And it'll be interesting to see what it is. So I might stick around for another issue or two. Nice. Just to just to check it out. I'm going to do fucking Batman Beyond. I'm going to do fucking Batman Beyond. Dude, this... This is getting interesting. Remember where last issue was... Uh, Remember, I had been talking for the first few issues, and that, that they thought they were bringing the the Joker's were bringing the Joker back from the yeah. dead. and we found out it was actually Bruce uh, Wayne. Bruce Wayne. So what's going on now is Bruce Wayne had built this machine, and all it does is gather information mm-hmm. on everything. It's a, it's a, like this supercomputer that, and what Terry's figured out is, and it actually figures out, and it actually before it goes to that, it actually. Cuts back to Bruce Wayne is in one of his compounds, and there's a war going on, and he's redirecting the satellites and all this stuff to to focus in on um on all the in on all the enemy aircraft to help destroy them. Okay, but the satellites are already controlled by the eye, so it didn't work, and it, it broke through the Gotham defense. Mm-hmm. And it came and it blew the building up. So since they were in the middle of war, by the time Terry had got there, all he found was Bruce Wayne's ID badge. 
So he just assumed since it was rubble and it was the whole thing was destroyed that he was just dead. He actually didn't take the time to actually like look or research. And since there was so much going on, it kind of went by the wayside. So where this picks up is uh, um, they're they're leaving with Bruce Wayne. Why Terry's kind of running around trying to get close to him. So what he tries to do is he's like, you know what? I think he's there. He's going for this supercomputer. I'm going to go there first. So that's kind of what happens as he's going and, and he's got this, the, the villain guy has got this, uh, like this crony with him that he's always talking shit to. And he's carrying Bruce Wayne and they get him to the, uh, to the, uh, to the building where the supercomputer's at. Mm-hmm. And it like, and that's when he, that's when he tells him, he's like, this isn't the Joker. This is Bruce Wayne. He's like, what do you mean we're bringing Bruce Wayne back? He's like, you've been lying to us this whole time. And the guy's like, you're like this idiot. You're, you're stupid. You're all, you know, you're, you're like a janitor. He's actually, what he <laughs> you're says, a janitor pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, he says, you know, and he's like, why would I bring the Joker back? Like the world is far better off without the Joker. Yeah. And it's, and then it goes back and um, they had all these like triage centers set up and then it flashes back to after the aftermath of that war uh-huh. and he's sitting there hurt and he's, he looks next to him and he noticed that it's Bruce Wayne and he's like and the nurses and stuff because he's kind of damaged and fucked up he doesn't notice that it, they don't notice that it's Bruce Wayne so they go that guy is gonna die let's not worry about him mm-hmm. so he takes him. And and revives him, keeps him alive, you know, keeps him doped up, brings him back to health. So then he goes up, they do the eye scan, the hand scan, and he takes sound bites from him to give the code to get in. And the code is 11099. And they're like, well, how did you get him to sound like him? And he's like, simple, you know, splices comments together from all his public appearances. And then Terry McGinnis is there waiting for him, which is a pretty cool panel. He's, like, ready to fight. He's got the new Batman suit on and shit. Nice. So he goes through and he starts whooping motherfucker up, you know. You're not going to do this. And, uh, you know, I, I know you have Bruce Wayne. And then they, they fight. And, he, and Bruce Wayne kind of wakes up. And he's like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, it's like yeah. the drugs are kind of wearing off and stuff. And, uh... The dude fucking ends up uh, pushing Bruce Wayne off the edge of the building. Oh, shit. You don't do that. And it's kind of like now you make a choice, you know, and it's like, no. You know, it's like Bruce and Bruce is like, fucking leave me. Finish this. You know, yeah. get rid of this motherfucker. You know, this guy's causing trouble. And, you know, Terry's like, nope. And he jumps off the building and he grabs him and he and he brings him back up and he's like, Gotcha. And he goes, I told you to leave me. And, and Terry goes, it's nice to see you too, old buddy. Hmm. He says, if you realized too, you would have let me fall. And they're like, who? And they're like, what are you talking about? And uh, you know, and then they're talking. And he's like, we need to get you to the hospital. And Bruce Wayne's like, forget that. Fine terminal. That's the guy that he's been battling the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, they, he thought he was bringing him back, bringing Joker back. And he goes, uh, that's not what, you know, he's, he's important right now. He's like, you can relax. It's like, you know, the Joker's dead. It's, it's not a big deal. He's like, Terry, the joke, he's like about the Joker being dead. And it, it, 
and it goes to epilogue and uh terminal and and that dude he thought was just a putz the whole time was they escape end up escaping and he fucking that dude fucking pulls out a crowbar and he starts oh, beating terminal yep and he takes off his mask he says no one uses the joker's name no one uses my name and it's fucking the actual Joker, but he beat Damn. yeah he beats Terminal with the fucking crowbar. With the crowbar. He fucking Terry McGinnis's him, hits him with that Terry McGinnis action. So or well not Terry McGinnis he hits him with that fucking Jason Todd action. Yeah. But and that's and that's where it ended. So I mean, damn, Batman Beyond's pretty good. Surprise ending. Joker's still alive. Throws a little fucking Jason crowbar action in mm-hmm. there. I gave this book a, a eight five. Nice. It's a good story. It's the Batman Beyond I think we wanted at the end of New Fifty Two. That last run. Remember that that petered out very fast. Yeah. I think this is the redemption run for it. I think this is. It's 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 been pretty good. All right, I'll do Spider Gwen seventeen. I fucking forgot to buy that. Damn it! I got the variant cover. Let me see. That dude is doing a signing in like two weeks. Where? At a comic book store in Scottsdale. Nice. You can get it signed. Yeah, he did after can after J. Scott Campbell. It's a fucking homage to Scott Campbell. But yeah. <laughs> Got that book signed. Or, that's that's the the one I was remember yeah. when I was showing you all those yeah. covers? That's mm-hmm. that's one of them right there. Um This is you can get it signed and graded. Fucking graded. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. I wouldn't get it graded. That book's not no. worth getting graded. No. Um, what the fuck is it? I don't know. This is um, Sitting in a Tree Part 4. Um, essentially what this is is that in this this book had a lot of comedy in it. Um, so uh, Gwen and Miles had just escaped the, the wrath of Miles' dad, who uh-huh. turns out to be the Scorpion. So this picks up where Spider-Man left yep. off, right? It turns out to be the Scorpion in the <clears throat> in Gwen's time. And there's some uh, silk agents from Gwen's time robbing a battery depot in 616. And they get forded by Spider-Man, by Peter. Check that out. Spider-Man action down. Oh, nice. Get forded by Peter. And he's left in the action. Peter. He actually leaves a hologram calling card that this says that these guys were apprehended by your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, for your safety, please give these shady types a wide um, berth until the proper authorities arrive. For more information, please down my web app. Get it? Web app. Because internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, Gwen in... Um, Gwen Pool. Gwen and Miles are kind of talking. First of all, I hate the way... Robbie Rodriguez draws Miles. I don't like it at all. Um, but anyways, I digress. They're kind of wondering why this this group from her timeline is trying to steal batteries and steal six one six tech and, and everything like that. So they're like, we need to get to work. So they're they're swinging, and then it cuts to them eating nasty egg salad sandwiches on top of this building, and they're trying to figure out why they want these batteries. And then that's when. Um, Gwen figures out that uh, they must have cloned her her wristwatch technology that allows uh-huh. them to jump dimensions, 
and that's what they're trying to do is is jump dimensions because these these uh silk agents just kind of disappeared without a trace and then it shows miles dad not miles dad but the the evil miles dad who's really the scorpion um kicking dudes through portals and stuff that are, are coming back and not fulfilling their work of what they're supposed to do and they end up what are you supposed to do they end up running into miss marvel and like miles is like cowering behind miss marvel because he's part of champions now and so she kind of hits it off with gwen and they decide to do a team up so now spider gwen miss marvel and miles are all trying to find his dad and they go to this um warehouse the battery warehouse and the, the silk agents that disappeared before are there turns out that when they try to dimension hop they can only dimension hop like a certain range and then they appear again <laughs> so they were in 616 and dimension hop to a, di- a different location in 616 so um they start fighting them so they uh they don't they can't they can't universe jump like they did in spider verse right well they can't but gwen and, and miles can't so essentially what miles does is he takes so when they're fighting him they're fighting these guys and so they try to escape so they open a breach, and what Miles does is he takes his teleporter off and hands it to Gwen Stacy, and says, "I have a feeling that you know how to use this better than I do." And they're like, "And Gwen's like, where are you going, Miles?" He's like, "I'm following them. I'm going after them. I'm going to go deal with this once and for all." And he jumps through the portal and get, after he gave Gwen Stacy his portal hopper, and now she's going to follow after and follow suit after him, and that's where the the issue ended. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to go buy that one. Pretty good issue. Um, I I give it a I give it a seven five. Uh, I'm not a Spider Gwen like I was a huge Spider Gwen fan, and then it just kind of fizzled out for me. The only reason I'm picking it up now is because it's part of this this Miles Morales storyline. Uh-huh. But I I think it's a safe seven five. It was a fun read. It had a little bit of comedy in it. And it was kind of funny. It was um kind of kind of reminiscent to what the current Spider Man run not Miles but Peter's missing. Uh huh. Um, and it really got me excited for Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, I cannot wait for that to come out. Because I hope they... I'm glad that it's not fucking... Um, God, I can't think of his name right now. The current writer for Spider-Man. Slot. Sl- Dan Slot. I'm glad it's not Dan Slot writing it. Hopefully, Spectacular takes Peter back to his roots, but... I'm hoping... I'm, I'm really excited for Spectacular. All in all. When's that come out? Um, later on this spring, I think. Spring? Um, or summer. Um, Fuck. All in all, Spider-Gwen 17, cool cover, decent read, nice mixture of comedy and action. And it was a continuation on if you're reading the, the current Miles Morales uh, storyline with her. It continues on, so 7-5 all around. Damn it, I cannot type. What other books you got? I have Flash, Detective, and Outcast. No Teen Titans? And Teen Titans. Okay. Want to do Teen Titans next? Nope. No? Well, you I sure don't. That? Why? Because I want to say that until no. second to last. Okay. Because um, Outcast is going to be last. Then Detective or Flash? Dude, Detective. Detective? Yeah. Not much to Detective Comics this week. Nope. It was League of Shadows Part 1. Um, it that was, bitch is badass that they got in there. Yeah. It essentially was just setting up the next story arc. Um... I like Batman's mission in this book, though, in this issue, that um, Cassandra Cain 
could whoop the shit out of him. Yeah, right? Because it just shows her... Um, um, fucking Batgirl's dad keeps talking about the League of Assassin's... Or the, the League of Shadows, the League of Shadows, the League of Shadows. Uh-huh. And Batman's just kind of like... He's kind yeah, of brush, kind of brushing him off a little bit. Right, he doesn't believe it. And um, basically, they're having a... Him and... Or Batman and Batwoman are having a conversation as... Um, um, Bat, um, Batwing. Uh, who else is in there? It was Batwing, Orphan, um, Azel, or Azazel, and Clayface are in the clay room fighting the penguin. That knows kung fu. Yeah, that knows kung That's fu. It's fucking dope. Uh, <laughs> all these different penguins and stuff, and they're kind of having a conversation about how they. They need to help Cassandra out more and, and get her more human interaction. And Bruce is like, well, we can take her to the ballet. I've got box seats. And, and Batman was like, well, I was thinking more of like behind the, the home plate seats at the Knights game. But, you know, to each his own, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, you won't have to twist my arm too hard. But then they, they start having a conversation. Um, and, and Batwoman's flat out asks him. She says, hey, um you ever think about what would happen if you had to fight her for real, not sparring the real deal? And Batman says, of course I had. I'd lose. Yeah, because she was kind of like Damien. I mean, she was born and bred. and, and She doesn't seem to I be- mean, she wasn't born. She was stolen. Yeah. Like, she was kidnapped. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Remember, they murdered her, her parents and they took her. Right. Mother took her, you know what I mean? And she was, you know, but she was pretty much bred and, like, grown up all she's done is fight yeah like you know kind of like damien that's all damien knows too that's i think that's what makes orphan fucking badass yeah and she just seems to get better and better every time she fights so she's just continuously working well, she out may, yeah they even say that she's she keeps putting every time she's in the clay room she she's going harder and harder she takes it up a notch every yeah. single time and they ha- she hasn't found a ceiling yet right. she hasn't got to the top yet where she's been where she's maxed out so, um, there, Batman's still kind of just shrugging off this League of Shadows, and then he goes to the mayor's office, and um, Got set up, he boy. finds yeah he finds the guy, the mayor hanging on the wall with blades and daggers all in him that have bat symbols all over them, and the police show up and they basically frame the bat. They say the Batman murdered. They said it had, like, bat blades in them. Yeah, and Batman was like, you better call Commissioner Gordon to get here right now. Um, and he was like, you can talk to him yourself down at Central Precinct. And Batman gasses and fucking takes off, jumping rooftops and gets shot. And then they go visit Cassie's dad, and he's kind of very adamant about, this is the League of Shadows. They're going to do the worst thing possible to Gotham. Gotham is going to to burn. What's the worst possible thing that you can happen to Gotham? And I think this is going to be the reintroduction of the Joker getting there. Uh-huh. Um, because Batwing comes on, he's like, "Batman, you need to cut up to the central computer." Oh now. yeah, they, they they all get like gassed or they and, something. They're they're infected with something. Yeah, and so it shows the nightly news where they're talking about that the vigilante Batman is wanted for the murder of the mayor, and then the woman just starts uncontrollably laughing. Um, he and the guy was like, "We're hearing that the mayor, the mayor was impl- uh, impaled," 
And she's laughing harder and harder. And he's like, Karen, pull yourself together. They both start laughing and then they both turn blue and drop dead. Yep. And they're um There's there's somebody in town that's that's Yeah, starting. they're they're looking at the, the, the feed and I thought it was the League of Shadows though. I thought that was the beginning of them. It is League of Shadows. I know, but at the end, I don't think it's oh. the Joker. I think it's the League of Shadows. That could be, too. Um, oh, fuck. And uh, she's like, do you ever think that maybe he could just be right? Because Bruce doesn't want to believe that Cat, or that um, Batwoman's dad's right about yeah. the, the League of Shadows. And he was like, maybe, you know, and he's, or he's like, perhaps it's someone inspired by the myth of it. And she's like, or you're wrong. And Bruce is like, or I'm wrong. And they take off and they go to Adam's Square where um, everyone is fighting each other. And Rumor realizes that they're being watched and takes off to go follow whoever's watching him. And the rest of them start fighting all these Jokerized people. In the middle of the fight, everyone stops. And, yep, and Batwing's like, like they're um, under control. Yeah, Batwing's like, um, is my radar off or are my screens off or. Um, or my display is not working or did they just all stop and and they're all like your displays are working just fine and then they all pull out swords and size and nunchucks and like all these ninja weapons and they're in Batwoman's like their eyes Batman what's wrong with their eyes and their eyes are pitch black yeah and that's where it ends yeah it was a, it was a, it was a pretty good issue yeah it was I I definitely give this issue an eight five oh yeah Easy. it was a nice um kind of lull kind of like the the chattiness between Batman and Batwoman and kind of about what to do with Cassandra mm-hmm. and kind of um, how to handle that situation and everything like that. And I liked, I liked the kind of nice setup. It was a nice, even flowed setup. It wasn't, you know, overly done. It was, it was a nice read. It wasn't a very wordy. It wasn't yeah. like they tried to shove too much information down your throat in the first issue of this new arc. Um, it had a nice flow to it. And I, I really enjoyed it. Yep. Now, Flash. Flash. Lights out for the rogues. I did not like this book. Why not? Um, I felt like it was t- the it was too easily concluded. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he beat him real quick. Yeah. So, yeah. essentially what happens is that Flash is fighting the rogues. Captain Cold Leonard Snart makes a gun out of the black... Um, the black hole tech yep. that basically freezes Flash, not just at a, mo- not at a, a, mo- a molecular level, but the speed force as well. Yep. And it's like burning him. Yeah, and it's hurting him, but he re- he comes to the conclusion rather quickly that he can just speed up, you know, and vibrate to warm himself to mm-hmm. break free. And he does, and he kind of beats the rogues very easily. And they, um, Leonard Snart accusing him, accuses him of being a show off and accuses him of only being the flash because he likes the attention. Yep. He doesn't care about people. He just likes the attention. And the other thing I thought was real stupid is when they, they tie him up and then golden glider goes to shoot the gun that he had already, he had just sabotaged and it shoots all of them instead. And he's perfectly fine. Yeah. And then takes off running. He says he, he knew it happened because he could do something because he, he understood the tech. Yeah. So he got to dodge it or something that so that he didn't have so it didn't affect him. And then he's almost like it backfired, like it so it shot the yeah. other way. 
and he's kind of like running through the city at the end and he's like captain cold asked me if there's one reason i'm the flash is to make myself happy it's a question i've asked myself um and then he cuts in and says and the answer is yes giving people of central city the opportunity of justice does give me a smile uh cold thinks that my desire to help people must have been a selfish ulterior motive but that says more about cold than it does me the rogues almost got me this time, and even though they nearly pushed me to my breaking point, I still caught them all. So why does it feel like I lost? And then it cuts to Iron Heights, mm-hmm. and Kid Flash has just stolen some information about his dad, because Reverse Flash is his dad. Yep. And then it cuts to Iron Heights, and they're beating a bunch of... There's a group of inmates getting beat up. You, you know who they are? They are the they were the cheesy ones that yeah. Kid Flash had... Yeah, they're like the cheesy roads. Yeah, uh, and the other guy. But yeah, I remember Kid Flash had like when he would ditch school, he'd mm-hmm. beat them and he'd beat them quick. Yeah, um, and then it it shows a foot stepping on uh, the head of one of them, and he says, "Flash was right. From now on, all the crime in in this town goes through me. Captain Cold is the new boss of Central City, and he's gonna do it from prison." Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just thought it was. Like I said, it was too easily concluded. It was kind of like, well, we don't know how to draw this out, and we don't know how. So this is how he's going to beat him. He's going to beat I him think, real quick. I think all that was was a lead into whatever this is going to be of him running. Yeah. Him being like the crime boss of Central City. Yeah. I, I think that's. I think that's all. That, I don't think they ran out of ideas. I think that was just that was the accelerator to push. Yeah. Where it's going. I gave I gave that book a five. I, I liked it. I gave it a seven five. I liked it. I gave it a five just because it felt so rushed. Uh-huh. We're used to nice, flushed out, taking their time flash stories that we were kind of spoiled with with Reverse Flash and not Reverse Flash, but Godspeed. And I just feel like the fl- it's big and is is much as the Rogues are a pivotal stay point for the Flash. I think they're staying around, though. They should have been more emphasis on them. They're, they, they could be staying around, staying around. But I feel like it should have been. There should have been a little bit more to this battle. It should have been a little bit harder for Flash to stop Snard than just vibrating to warm himself up, than tampering, than tampering the gun that just single handedly took everyone else out. He didn't have to do anything. Yeah, it, it it did seem like a quick out. Like that part did seem rushed to me as well. But overall, I thought it was good, and I think it's leading into. I think it's continuing into something more. But I gave it a seven five. But you talk. I, you talk about a book that's on a roller coaster ride because there's time for the flash is really, really, really good, it, and then it peaks and then fucking drops like a rock. Yeah. And hopefully. And that might be him having a hard time transitioning. That could be. Like, like once it's rolling, it's good. But I think getting, getting to it maybe. That's mm-hmm. what you're. That's where you're getting your roller coaster. But I just I can't give love flash this week. It's got to be a five. It, I just <laughs> you watch. I mean, it's it just so quick. How quickly he dispatched the rogues, and I just think you, with how important the rogues are and Captain Cold is to the Flash history and lineage, you have to give him a little bit more respect than beating him. And essentially one issue. Because he didn't run into him until the end of the first issue. And then he has this new gun. Mm-hmm. And Flash figures out a way to get past it. it, it it's a gun. He was supposedly pushed to his breaking point. 
but yet he figured out a way to to beat it by vibrating to warm himself up and dismantled the gun all in like two panels and then the gun did all the work after that because it golden glider tried to use it and it ended up taking out it the did seem the like the, it did kind of seem like the easy out so it just it, like i said it felt really really rushed and and not well thought out to me but <laughs> damn they just sold that book for like six hundred dollars all right you ready teen titans teen titans number five hands down one of my did. picks of the week I don't know. I'm torn between the, these last two books. This is my pick of the week. Did you see the other cover to this? I did with Damien. Uh huh. Yeah. I ended up buying them both. Um, I I loved Teen Titans. I, I love this series. I I kind of have the same bitch about Teen Titans that you kind of do with Flash. Really. Razzle, <laughs> I think they. I think the they. I th- for how awesome of a of a character he is. And as strong as he is, yeah. To where he goes, oh no, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Smoke, I'm gone. Yeah, that it was good. The don't get me wrong, the book was good. I liked it. It was. It it's probably is pretty close to my pick of the week. That's the only part of the story that I didn't like, because I mean it picks up with them breaking out Damien of the chains, and he's in that, and they're like, "We're your friends. You shouldn't have ditched us, even though you thought it was the best thing." It's not the best thing for us. Well, I, you know what I mean, and and that was kind of raw. Right? And they're you know, I, I like that they kind of ripped on Dean. Yeah, they're giving bit. him shit. Yeah, they were giving him hard shit about the way he was acting and stuff. And you know, um, and then you know, and Raza Ghoul's like, you know, watching his watching the girl fucking dig Damien's grave. Which is cool, and then she's like, "Oh, my father!" And she's he. I, no, she wasn't digging Damien's grave; she's she digging her, her own grave. grave. Yeah, because that's one of the things about being in the, the League of Assassins is you dig your own grave and you bury your emotions and feelings and everything yeah. in it. That's yeah. For some reason, I thought it was digging for Damien, but yeah, because that's what they actually said later. Dig your whole girl. But yeah, I like I like that they're sitting there ripping on on Damien and even, I mean even, um, Raven starts ripping on him and she's like, I'll admit it, seeing this place makes me feel badly better about my childhood. <laughs> and it's it's just funny because him and Beast Boy are just going, or Kid Flash and Beast Boy are just giving Robin the business. <clears throat> um. And it, like my favorite part is when Robin says, "Will you guys please shut up." And Beast Boy's like, did you guys hear that? He said, please. Be honest, Robin, is that the first time you've ever used that word? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did I? Did it kind of feel slimy in your mouth and weird? And then, then yeah, that, I just, I really liked that. And I thought the, I, I kind of, I, I get what you're saying, though, because Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, whatever you want to fucking call him, has always been this menacing, like, it's a name that when you hear it, it's supposed to give you chills. It's supposed to give you nightmares. It's like that name you don't want to hear. You know, and, and Damien's sitting there and he's telling, you know, the, the other clan that they're about to fight. You know, you guys were all stolen and brought here to fight. You know, you're not really. You yeah, know, pretty you've, much. You've been lied to your whole lives. He pretty much outs his grandfather. Yes. And then, you know, they're like, and then, you know, Razagul's like. 
why are you guys still just standing there? You're fucking, you should be fighting him. The fact that you do that just, and he, and he kind of just starts talking shit to everybody. Yeah. And even his granddaughter, he's like, the fact that you not, aren't fighting and you're asking for directions shows that you suck. Yep. Just like your dad Your dad, sucked. yeah. You know, and and then, you know, then they kind of, they start fighting together, which was kind of cool that, you know, because everybody had similar, similar powers. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of, you know, they all joined together for a while to... To fight, and then, you know, and then, you know, Razzle makes one attempt with his sword, and then Damien stops him with his claws. Yeah. And that was it. And then he, like, backs up. Which, can we be honest, why does Damien have fucking Wolverine claws? Because it's fucking dope. <laughs> That's why. You know, and, and then it goes, and then he kind of, like, you know, and then, which was kind of cool, because, like, you know, you've proven, you know, Razagul's talking to Damien. He's like, you've proven yourself to be nothing more than a genetic waste. You really think you could stop me, boy? You really... You couldn't even beat your pathetic cousin. And she's like, ah. Yeah, she like freezes in her tracks. And And they're kind of going back and forth. You're, you know... And she's pretty much saying, you as a Teen Titans, you guys are a worthless group of pawns assembled in this chest. And he's and Damien's like, nope, they're my friends. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where, you know, the Teen Titans, they, they've they come together. Now you know that they are going to be a group. Yep. And and they have accepted Damien as their leader. And then as they're fighting, you know, then Damien gives his first command, Titans go, and they all go up to start fighting Razagul. Yep. And then he goes, fuck this. Yep. Throws the smoke down. After Damien, I mean, Damien tries to make that one last plea to his cousin that's saying, listen, you don't have to be this. You could be anything you want. You don't have to listen to him. Join us and fight alongside us fighting him. I'm going. Yeah, and he fucking snatches her up. You know, and then then they, now they're kind of going back around. and, And then fucking the best part here, I think the best part of the entire book. Is fucking, they're sitting on the beach and they're talking and the other group's like, yep, we need to go find out what we need to be now because, yep. you know, they've, they've kind of, they've kind of been realized lied that, to. yeah, they've been lied to and duped and they now, they need to find their place and they leave and then Batman shows up and he's like, Robin, father, it's like, how'd you know we were here? And then, you know, Damien's pet shows up, starts mm-hmm. licking him. And he's like, stupid bat. Yeah. So the bat, to- the bat totally narked on him. <laughs> right. And they go back and forth, you know, and then, you know, Batman starts to try to dad him. And then Damien does what every asshole 13-year-old kid does, yeah. argue with his dad. Wow, that had some power behind it. It sounds like you are you know that from personal experience <laughs> lately, huh? And, you know, and I, I like how the Teen Titans are like, dude, dude, that's Batman. Yeah. Like, they're in, like, awe, like, sitting f- back away a little bit, like, watching mm-hmm. Damien argue with his dad. And, you know... And they're like, and they and they actually like barter, mm-hmm. and they come to an agreement. Okay, you can do this, but we're gonna I'm gonna kind of watch you. And he's like, nope, yeah. break away. And that's when they decide that they're gonna go. He was like, Grayson was right, or he says that one of them was right that he needs to branch out on his own. Yeah, he said I need to do I need to do what great I need to do what Dick did, and I yeah. need to go to my own place and find myself. And he's like. Okay, no problem. He said, I think a team with supervision will be a positive force in your... He's like, nope, no supervision, no guidance. I'm not serving everyone else's agenda. This is my life, not yours. Yeah. And then they, they kind of... And he's like, what did you have in mind? You know, Batman's like, what did you have in mind? Because he goes... This is what he says. He says, when Grayson was Robin, he needed a place to call his own. And so do I. 
And then the Batman's like, what did you have in mind? And then it's San Francisco. Yeah. And then you see the Teen Titans sitting on top of this building and they're talking about their future and what do you have in mind? And they're ready you know, to face it together. Join you, they're going to do it together. And they're in it together and it's the new Teen Titans Tower in San Francisco. Yeah, it's it's a nice looking tower too. Yep, it is pretty nice. So I thought that they kind of beat Razagul a little quick. They didn't really beat him. He kind of just bounced, which which I'm hoping is not the last that we we see of him. Yeah. I thought that I thought that whole part was a little rushed, but it was important because it's what brought the Teen Titans together to decide that they need to be together and that Damien needs to be their leader. So I'm looking past the rushed part of the battle mm-hmm. because the end result is what I wanted it to be. Yeah. So I'm going to look past it. Teen Titans is still good. It is so good. It's such a good book. I, I gave it a nine. I thought it was good. I gave it a nine as well. So yeah, it, it was good. Really it's worth reading. I bought both covers because I've got a feeling about these books. These with Damien run the team. I think I just have a feeling about these books. It's it, it's probably the uh, one of the best rebirth series out right now. Yeah, it's it's really good. I mean, it, it's definitely up there. It's better than Titans. It's up there on par with Batman mm-hmm. Detective. I would say it's probably even better than Flash at this point. But it's it's up there with it. It's right on par with those. Yeah, it's those. really good. All right. Final book of the night. The book you've all been waiting for. The 25 cent book. The 25 Did you get both covers? Cent 25th issue of Outcast. No, I didn't. Did you did you see what the other cover was? Yeah. After Liefeld? Yeah. It looked like the uh uh New Mutants 87. Mm-hmm. I bought both of them. That's why I ended up with like 15 books this week. The 25 cent issue of the 25th issue of Outcast Light of Day. Holy shit. Holy shit. Let's talk about how we've been on record as saying that Robert Kirkman has slow played this. We don't know what he's going for. He's slow played several issues in a row. Well, we finally figured out what he's playing off. What he, he revealed his hand. And was it worth the wait, Kyle? Yes, it fucking was. Yes, it was. This book is incredible. If you have not been reading Outcast from the beginning, what the fuck are you doing with yourself? Go back, start again. You need to you need to get the trades, you need to do single issues, you need to get caught up on Outcast, because this book has it is very underrated and it doesn't it deserves walking dead status. But it hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, it does have its own TV show, but I think the fact that it's on a paid movie channel is not delivering it the same notoriety that The Walking Dead has being on a cable channel. But to be honest, this book you could not do on a cable channel because it would hurt the book. Or or the it would hurt the source material. So essentially, this book starts with Kyle and his wife. They're driving... Um, and they're all getting ready to go home. They, his wife agreed that, you know, she was wrong about Kyle and that they need, or, you know, she needs Kyle to keep the bad things away. Mm-hmm. And they're pulling up to Kyle's house and they see in the driveway, Reverend Anderson digging a hole and the devil's body sprawled out on the ground, oozing blackness and just gutted. And Kyle and everyone starts freaking out about, like, why did Reverend Anderson kill him and they shouldn't kill him? And 
and everything like that. And that <clears throat> why did he do this? And that he compromised and jeopardized everything. And you see this hooded character walking around. And maybe I don't know if you did, but I thought he was going to be the new like devil, like it just transferred bodies. Yes, that's right. Like he he had this evil grin, like he was just walking around. And the Kyle and Reverend Anderson kind of have it out about what he just did. And Kyle gets in the car and drives off. And he's got an empty tank of gas. So they stop at a gas station. And his wife is filling up the gas tank while Kyle and his daughter kind of lay across the back seat. Because everyone knows that they're outcasts. And you don't know who in this town is out to get them now. And everything like that. So, um, like, they're waiting. And then the cops show up. And they're, they're trying to take Kyle in. And um, then everyone surrounding him, and then out of nowhere... This bad Jesus motherfucker shows up. this bearded dude in... um, Who looks like um, the guy who's playing Deathstroke. He kind of looks like the guy who's going to play Deathstroke. Joe... I can't think of his name. Oh, it's... uh... He's married to the fucking chick from Modern Family. I should know his name because my wife's like... Sophia Vergara. Joe Maglioni, or Magliani, or Maglione. I can't say his fucking name. I don't know. I always say Flash Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he um, he walks up and he grabs... He's from True Blood. Yeah, he grabs the... He's like, what if I... They're trying to take Kyle to the precinct, and the guy walks up and he's like, what if I have, um, what if I have plans for him? And the cop's like, who the fuck are you? And the dude grabs a cop by the throat. And his and Kyle's wife is like, is he? Kyle's like, I don't know. And then you just see the black aura and ooze just start coming out of the cop's mouth. And the people are like, let him go. Yeah, stop him. And then they all start attacking him. And the hooded man just starts beating everyone's ass. Like taking out all these. Yeah, and like taking all these dudes out and like removing the darkness from him and shit. And and Kyle's just kind of standing there in awe. Um, And the guy's finally like, Dude, he goes to fucking town on everybody he dude. clears out at least 10 dudes and he's like this motherfucker uh, was a badass he's like ninja. two weeks so many not used to this many at once help me help me he's begging for help or he's asking for help because like who are you and the guy turns he's like i'm i'm your father i'm your father and then that's when it kind of like all to be continued but it was an issue and a half it was a fucking mic drop my review does not do kyle's dad's entrance justice you need to read this issue for itself I honestly think Outcast Twenty Five is my pick of the week. It was probably the one of the best issues of Outcast because it's got the Reverend. It had the devil gutted. Yep, he was fucking gutted in this episode. And, issue and he, the Reverend, doesn't see anything wrong with it. No, he doesn't. He's like, I have ridded the devil. Yep. from this world. What do you mean? I have not done anything wrong. Yeah, because they keep calling him a murderer, and, and he's, he's like, like, I didn't murder I can't anybody. Murder this? He's evil. Yeah. He's he's Satan. I can't. Yep. And he and he's sitting there, and he's like his intestines are like strung out, and it's, I mean, this, that was this is probably the best episode issue of fucking <laughs> out, I don't know why I say episode of Outcasts yet. Yeah, it, I agree. It's probably this is pretty single-handedly my favorite fucking episode fucking issue god damn it <laughs> i was surprised Fuck your episodes i was surprised at the end because i literally thought it was just going to be a new bad guy being introduced since they gutted since the reverend gutted i almost the devil, thought it was but. i almost thought it was going to be like a uh like not his dad but just because like once you've seen him hitting him and the and the and like the demons coming out of him yeah you thought it was, like, was gonna be like another outcast yes like he just like happened to be there or the 
the beacon came on, like the the outcast beacon came on, and, or you know, like maybe yeah. he's a stronger outcast and he can feel the you know the presence of Kyle, and maybe with Kyle and his daughter there, it makes it stronger or something. Yeah, you know. But then he said, "I'm your father," and it was over. I'm your father. Well, I remember him visiting his mom. Or the, the dude visiting Kyle's mom in the hospital like three mm-hmm. issues ago, but he looked a little bit different. And now we know who it was. It's his fodder. Yes, it was. So I give that book a 10. It was fucking dope. What do you give it? 10. 10. All right. That's our show for this week, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please make sure to hit that like button. Please make sure to subscribe. Leave us a review on iTunes. If you want more absolute geek and everything that's absolute geek you can check us out on our patreon um we're gonna be updating that soon hopefully um check out some of our other shows if this is your first time listening to us i hope you enjoyed it hope you come back again um check out some of our other shows we do the list which is a wrestling podcast that comes out every monday we do D uh podcast matt and matinee we have something a little bit of something for everyone here on on our little Just network it's not Jose or Kellen. He quit already. Ah. So uh, that'll be our episode for this week. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. And we'll see you next time. Remember to support your local comic shop. Keep them bagged and boarded. <laughs>